Happy holidays, Lost on Lost faithful. We've got an extra special present for you this year. Despite the fact that we are, in fact, a house divided, I myself celebrate Toyotathon while JP celebrates Happy Honda Days. Despite our differences, we here at Lost on Lost hoping and praying for peace on earth, goodwill toward man, and all that good holiday stuff that you hear about in Hallmark movies and car commercials featuring oversized red ribbons. Our special gift to you, our faithful audience. In the dog days of the work trip, we recorded an episode with Jen Messina, and the audio got trashed. Something happened in the recording process. We lost some of the audio. But through the magic of uh, editing and technology and all that, we were able to salvage the recording as best we could. Again, JP was deployed during the work trip, and you'll have to forgive his and Jen's audio during this recording a little bit. But we thought it was a fun episode, uh, and we we didn't want to lose it entirely. So here it is, restored as best as possible, the lost episode 40 of Lost on Lost, Left Behind with Jen Messina. Thanks for listening, everybody, and happy holidays. Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. Hey, I'm J.P. Russell, joined, as always, by a man who wears a real gold chain, Adam Busher. Bling, bling, homie. That's it. That's the Uh, So, Adam... (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's really all you need. So, Adam, I was watching this, this episode, and I... You know, it really reminded me of something. What's that? So... Just post-college, I worked on this short film where this guy who kind of looks like you and this woman who kind of looks like Kim and this director that kind of looks like Noah Totsky um, and a bunch of other guests that we've had on the show uh, made made a short film about two people after a one-night stand who were handcuffed together. Have you ever seen that? Uh, It sounds vaguely familiar. Okay, well, I'm going to drop a bunch of it on our social media, so folks can look forward to that. Today, we're talking about <laughs> Behind, the 15th episode of Season 3 and the 64th episode of Lost overall. Left Behind-centric characters, everybody's favorite Susie Home bomber, Kate Austin. Left Behind takes place on the 81st and 82nd days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam, yeah. do you have a recap? I certainly do. Do it. Not Iowa again! On the island, Kate Austin tries to hustle Dr. Juliet Burke at pool, while Hugo Hurley Reyes lays the short con on James Sawyer Ford. And in the before times, Lucy in the cornfield with fucking gold chains meets up with a woman whose name we don't literally learn until the last two minutes of the show. I am so glad Kate's not from Nebraska. Hey, JP, let's say our favorite Ridley Scott movie on three. One, two, three, Thelma and Louise. It's left behind here on Lost on Lost. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ, what did I join? Hey, JP. Yeah. We've got a guest. <laughs> I've heard. Jo- joining joining you out on a work trip, uh, I want to welcome to the show, Jen Messina. Hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Jen Messina. Nice to be here. Um, I, too, am lost in life and in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you for having me. Yeah, super pumped to have you. Well, on, on Work Trip 2022, obviously, the, you know, the talent pool we're working with is super competitive. Uh, there's a lot of people trying to get on this podcast mm-hmm. right now. So really, you know, thanks thanks for really bringing your A game. And and uh, taking the time on a, on a bright and sunny uh, Sunday morning out there. Jen, what is your history with the television show Lost? Have you seen the show before? Have you watched the entire thing? Did you watch part of it? Have you never seen it? Let me tell you about Lost. I've heard of it millions of times. Never gave a fuck to watch it until I was made to last night. So I stayed up until like two in the morning watching this silly episode. I was like, okay, if I watch this episode, maybe I'll understand what the whole series is about or some shit like that. It's only season three. Three of like what 15 seasons 15 probably really shitty seasons but 
So I start watching it and I'm like looking at it. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like what makes this? I'm thinking questions like what made this series run for so long? This is probably really shitty television. Did they win any Emmys? How do these people get hired as actors? I don't know. So, you know, after watching the whole episode all the way by the end, I felt like inclined to watch like 10 more. So, you know what I did? Went to bed instead. <laughs> but, you know, I... I have some comments about it, sure. but I, you know, I'll let you go ahead. Yeah. So I'll let you go ahead. You know, we have the same mentality, except we just decided to dedicate a podcast to it. So you know, we're we're basically in the same sort of working group here. You know. So instead of Lost, what uh, what uh, sort of television movies draws your attention then? To be honest, I don't watch too much TV, but when I do watch TV, it's normally like some type of trash television. I get thrown in the background, like sometimes get inclined. So for me, it's the entire Real Housewives okay. franchise. Sure, sure. From New York to Beverly Hills to Hot Orange Atlanta. County, Hotlanta. <laughs> that one terrible season in DC. You know they have Real Housewives Dubai now. I'm very curious to see how they're gonna do that because wow. Real Housewives they go crazy with alcohol and. Yeah. Um, with their parents and jail and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, you're in a Middle East culture that's very like conservative and everything's done behind closed doors. Like A lot of these people in the Middle East, they don't even show their face on, on Instagram. Like yeah. It's that type of private. Yeah. So to see them on this type of franchise that's very like forward and out there and like, here's my scandal and my husband slept with everyone else's wife and all that stuff. I'm curious to see how it goes. But, you know, nothing beats loss. It well, I mean, I'm sold now. Like, I've never in my whole life wanted to watch Real Housewives of anywhere, but now I really, really badly want to watch Real Housewives of Dubai. <laughs> Could you imagine Real Housewives, like, what that would be like? Like, all the characters, like, uh, what the this, like, the Jane Austen character comes in and she does her little spin and she's like, hey, I'm on the run from my mom, but I'm out here in the world. And the ones, and the other one is like, Want some gold chains? They're <laughs> fake, but I won't tell you that. This episode was like probably as close to a Real Housewives of Lost episode we've had so far. So that's not a, yeah, that's not a bad I observation. Think so. I like that. I think so. Yeah. Um, you guys want to talk about Lost? I would love to talk about Lost. Why don't you get lost? <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, today we're talking about Left Behind. Left Behind originally aired on April 14, 2007. It was written by David Lindelof and Elizabeth Sarnoff and was directed by Karen Gaviola. David Lindelof played himself in the Comics on Comics show. Not himself, himself. That's what it's labeled on IMDb. Mm. Elizabeth Sarnoff produced a lot of the show Barry, which is actually legitimate awesome and yes. I have nothing smart to say about. And uh, Karen directed one episode of CSI New York. That's enough CSI New York. Sick. We start on Kate tied up on the floor. Neat. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other episodes of different shows that show up with girls tied up on the floor. That's that's our. <laughs> but I think that's <laughs> on a different line. Yeah. <laughs> This has happened a fair amount when we're watching a season three episode where I, 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 as the resident, have seen the entire series host of the show, still find myself pretty in the weeds. I think literally never not happened on a season three episode. (laughs) What year is season three? Uh, Is that 2007? 2007, I think. Yeah. We don't know if the producer was having some family issues and then developed the porn addiction. So I think that's very possible. (laughs) BDSM can travel through your mind in different ways. It always does. Explains most of my work day. So yeah, so Kate's handcuffed. She's in some sort of rec room or rumpus room or something. And she can see Juliet coming toward her from the outside. Yeah. She gets her hand on a pool cue. Gets next to the door, getting ready to jump her as soon as she comes through. It, it feels like, a, like, obviously we're missing some context here, but mm. we know that they have, like, other facilities, so it feels weird to put her into, like, a big open room with stuff, but... Yeah, and especially stuff like pool cues and billiard balls, like, I know she's handcuffed, <laughs> but, like... Those are weapons. You can put a pool ball in your hand and drill somebody in the temple with that pretty easily. In fact, it, like, I'm a little... I'm a little curious as to why she didn't go for the pool ball as opposed to the cue, you know, but I guess the cue looks cooler. You ever ever do the thing where kids who don't know how to play pool are just like throwing them across Mm -hmm. the pool table and you got your knuckles down? Like, that 
hurts really bad. And that's just your knuckles. Imagine one of those going to your dome. Yeah. The the attack does not work. Uh, Julia, she she does slash no. her a little bit and wreck the uh, wreck the uh, lovely little luncheon that uh, Juliet has brought in. But then Juliet just like fucking flips her over. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Juliet just like judo chops yeah, her just like puts her out right? quick i feel so bad for the sandwich yeah no doubt what kind of sandwich was it was it bologna or did they give her like bologna high lettuce. quality roast beef yeah i don't know the, the, the sandwich truly is the real victim here though yes <laughs> Julia's just like, I was just trying to bring you some lunch, and she walks out. Um, this is a super short intro scene. We jump yeah. right into the first flashback. Yeah. Kate's getting her car towed. Yeah. Lost uh, lost favorite uh, needle drop uh, provider, Patsy Klein, back for another track. Oh, God. Is that who that is? Yeah, it was Patsy Klein again. It's like the Fish. third Patsy Klein no. sh- song that's been on the show, and whatever. It's because nobody actually knows who Patsy Klein is, and they could get the licensing really cheap. No, it's fine. And people on the TikTok know Crazy exactly. That's what I was going to say. So what? lonely. It's trending on TikTok. Yeah. Okay, but this is 2000. Fancy climb. We didn't, we didn't even know what Twitter really was yet. <laughs> I mean, this was only a year after I joined Facebook, 2007. Oh, good God. But yeah, so Lucy, speaking of a uh, repeating theme here, uh, it's another alias for uh, for Kate Austin. She's gone by Lucy. Mm-hmm. She's gone by... Sarah? Sarah. She was also Monica. Yeah, yeah we find out it's all biblical names. She all Mambo 5 characters? I was, I was about to do a little bit of Rita, a little bit of Jessica... Oh. <laughs> a little bit of Lucy in my eyes. So, like, this, the only reason I I know this next part at all is because we literally just watched this. There's a woman on the porch of this place where they towed the car to that's trying to sell gold chains to us passersby, and I just wrote down, "Is that is that Sawyer's baby mama?" Okay, so. <laughs> We established in literally the first episode of this podcast that I probably have face blindness. Um, I did not realize that that was her until the last scene of the show. Oh, man. But also, when when she put on the wig and the hat, Mm. I was like, oh, that's Kate. And then the the marshal's looking at her all confused. I'm like, why are they confused? That's just Kate. (laughs) That's exactly who you were looking for. What's wrong? Yeah. I don't know. What's the problem? (laughs) Um, Uh, But yeah, like literally the last episode like that aired, it's not mm -hmm. the most recent episode in the chronological run order. In fact, looking at it, there's a, a, a gap of about nine episodes between Every Man for Himself and Left Behind, where the last time oh, we saw shit. this person. Okay. But yeah, yeah, back to back here on Lost on Lost, whatever her name is, they they uh, they do not say it until the last Sh- two minutes of the episode. Is it Ka- Connie? It's Connie? Cassie, right? Cassie, that's what Yeah, Cassie. Yeah. Cassie. Um, who's that actress? She's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, I know I know her. I didn't pull up her name. Yeah, I didn't look it up. Oh, Kim Dickens. That's got. That's it, right? That's got it. I can't, sure. Is it Kim? Oh, come on. Give me Kim Dickens. Give it to me. Yep, Kim Dickens. Okay. She's in a bunch of stuff. Oh, she's in Lost. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so the gold chain scam. Um, oh, listen. I understand. Like, whether, whether it's real or not, do you understand the power a gold chain gives you? I mean, people get out of your way. You let the chain do the talking, right? You just kind of walk out V-neck. Right. Gold chain. You just... You just strut, baby. Strut. The chain enters the room before you do. Exactly. Your big Cuban cigar in your mouth, and you say, "What's up, pussy?" <laughs> Cuban cigar has a chain. <laughs> She's trying to con this dude. She's like, "Here, buy this fake ass chain," and he's like, You're, "Call the cops." This woman is trying to commit a uh, petty fraud here at this gas station. Call the police. It's like, dude, what go even home. town are they in? Right. I don't know. <laughs> You know how folks in rural Iowa love to buy gold chains. I've never seen that type of behavior in rural Iowa. But then again, maybe I haven't been to the Midwest enough. I mean, you've never never shut down a bar in West Des Moines, have you? (laughs) No, but like, you know what? You got those people trying to sell like Sensi. (laughs) Are they at gas stations? Is that what they're doing? Big black coat being like, hey, get my smell in you. I don't know. So maybe gold chains, that was maybe what 2007 was. And now we're at, you know, Sensi and like shampoo companies mm. and like um, other fraudulent MLMs. You just got a handful of Hormel chili. You want some of this good stuff? Yeah, Chef Boyardee, my ass, bitch. 
uh, the guy, yeah. So the guy's like trying to like call the cops. He's flipping out, and then but then Kate comes over and she like she lays on her thing. She's like, ah, my dad owned a jewelry store. I could tell a fake. And she looks at, it, oh, I'll buy that for sixty bucks. And the dude's like, yeah, oh, whatever. It's not fun anymore. Ooh, okay. uh, that dude fucks yeah. off. And then sort of Kate's like, okay, I helped you out. Give me my money back. Right. And then they they incidentally recognize each other as both con artists, con people, uh, con connies. Yeah. Yeah. It was right in front of me. All I had to do was pick it up, and I did. I just fumbled it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Game recognized game. The uh, the unnamed woman, Cassie, is like, hey, I obviously can tell uh, you don't want the police here, so I'll t- uh, give me a ride in town, buy me a drink, whatever. We'll you know we'll make friends. Uh, we come back to the island. Um, man, talk about a face we haven't seen in a while. I feel like it's been a minute. I've missed my sweet baby boy. How long has it been since we've seen baby boy John Locke? I don't know, too damn long, let me tell you. I Even I missed him. Like, when he came in, I was like, oh, Locke. <laughs> well, hey, did you notice that Kate is messing around with a fat gaming board? And literally, I put my notes like, if only John were there to play with you, <laughs> boom, and her my baby boy that's how you summon john Locke. you bust out the backgammon board he walks in he's got a bandage on his hand oh yeah he's not chained up he seems to be free to move about he comes in um and i mean he walks in like he's chained up like he's got a gold chain like he's got the presence <laughs> yeah. of a gold chain yeah but he, he drops a drops a bomb on kate uh he's leaving he's going yeah. with the others he's changed teams he's switching sides it's the chain it does that to people yeah. <laughs> The chain's doing his thinking for him. Yeah. He tells her that he made Kate's case to the others, and they weren't having it. They know who she is, what she's done. Uh, she's not a good person, in, uh, despite what Locke had told them. And so she's going to be left behind. She hits him with the, with the same question I had. Are you brainwashed? Yeah. It, something's... Ugh. Are you chained washed? Chain washed? <laughs> Uh, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong. So this this is like the beginning of the Big Others caravan, where they're like lugging around the dressers and the tents and everything. It's like, gotta be right. Logically, the show. It's I, gotta I would be. think so. Because yeah, like we've seen, we, we've watched episodes in the past where yeah, like the others as a group have like kind of gone nomad. They're yeah. not at this little facility that we were learning a little bit about uh, the barracks here. This this must be it. This must be when they bail. Sure. So okay. Why, you might ask? Great question. Who cares? Um, <laughs> cut to the beach. Yeah, cut to the beach. Uh, Sawyer's doing his thing, just kind of hanging out. Still with the still with the high pony, which I dig. Yeah, we're back to the top now. We're, we're, we're yeah. two episodes in a row now with the top knot. You know what? I kind of don't hate it. Yeah. I'm going to be real with you. Was this the beginning of the man bun? Were this the early yeah. stages Ooh. when this Ooh, started maybe. to envelop into I, the world? I feel like. Because I I had long hair at the time, mm-hmm. I would like top knot or man bun it, and I feel like right after I cut my hair, which would have been like 2008, mm-hmm. that's when it started. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it was Sawyer and me, sort of at the at the, Out in the, the front runners yeah. of the top knot. You got the real universe, and he got the metaverse. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Hurley walks past Sawyer's tent. And is trying to surreptitiously communicate with him. He's like, "Dude, yes, pretend, pretend I'm not talking to you." Yeah. <laughs> and he lays he lays out the lays out a a problem that Sawyer's got. Apparently, it, it's taken three months, but the survivors are now finally instituting the survivor rule. Somebody's getting voted out. Right. Later on, Hurley says something to the effect of, "Dude, you've been here three months. Like, how have you not?" Like, learn how to jump fish. Yeah. I was like, it's been three months. How have you not learned to just, if someone's not playing a lot, kick them out of your society? Right. Why did it take three months for y'all to de- finally be- decide, like, hey, it's been fun, dead weight, but you're dead weight and you need to move out? <laughs> yeah. Ba- basically, Hurley's like, hey, something happened. I, I guess Mickey and Paolo are dead. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, and uh, Sawyer has something to do with this. So now they're going to kick him or they're going to put it to a vote. Yeah. as to whether or not to kick him out. And it's looking like everyone's going to vote to kick him out. Yeah. Well, I don't know why causing the death of Nicky and Paolo to uh, unarguably infuriating characters. About dead weight. Like, yeah, like you, you've you separated the weed from the chaff here by getting rid of Nicky and Paolo. <laughs> he, they should be th- throwing him a parade, not talking about banishing yeah. him. Right. Whatever. Cut to uh, Kate sleeping on the floor with a sandwich. Here's what I don't understand. So she was playing backgammon, right? 
Then she went back on the ground to lay and sleep with the sandwich. Like, why not pick the sandwich up off the ground, like sit at the table? There's a couch in there. I just think it's very weird that she went. It's almost like we're missing a scene. Like she was left there eating the sandwich and then they just decide, oh, we need some fillers and we'll put some backgammon in there. Yeah, it was weird. I I was, I was, I had the same, uh, same sort of thought. I was like, why is she laying on the floor? What's going on? Yeah. It makes me want to get down on the ground and eat a sandwich. Yeah. Because I like I've, I've, I've woken up hungover like that, like on the floor because the floor was cool and then the half-eaten sandwich nearby. Well, I mean, plus you've got, you got the pool table. Lay down on the pool yeah. table. It's not, it's it's not like, your pool table. Yeah. I mean, you know how comfortable those are? I mean, Nick Brand will pass out on a skee-ball table. We'll post that picture on Instagram. It's fine. I also um, don't understand why that whole like space is so clean. Like if it was me and you trapped me in there with handcuffs, first of all, I would have tied me to like the wall or something like yeah. that. You know, just like they do in BDSM. I mean, since that's the trend that season three of Lost wants to do, why don't you go full on to the max? That place was so clean. I would have flipped the pool table over, thrown pool balls all over the place, broken a couple of sticks made that bitch my home right you would have gone full amber and take shit on the floor oh take it in on the pool table right out in front and smear that shit right in right if you're gonna leave me if you're gonna tie me up or chain me up in a, in your place i'm gonna wreck yo shit like that's like i feel like that's <laughs> like prisoner it, like we've talked a lot about prisoner detention responsibility and mm-hmm. and um yep. and discipline yep. We don't often talk about the responsibilities of the prisoner to become ungovernable and and to make being the detainer a colossal pain in the ass. It's the only way. You do have to start screaming Avka really quick. (laughs) Kate, uh, after she wakes up, she's... um, She's looking around. Uh, it's daytime now. Um, she can see outside. She yeah. sees through the the windows. Yeah, everybody, all the others are putting their putting their bags together. They're grabbing their go bags. Everything. It looks like they're about to bail. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Locke was saying they were gonna leave, and now they're leaving. But then, yeah. then mm-hmm. out from the bag mm-hmm. come the masks, and and that, and then I was like, oh shit. Were they when Locke said Kate was gonna get quote left behind? Was like she's gonna get nervous. Oh man! Because the last time we saw the others busting out the uh, gas masks, they nerve gassed a bunch of people. Now I don't know what this says about me. Um, I know that I'm the weird esoteric friend that a lot of people have. As soon as the gas canister came through the window and I saw the label on it, and it was an ALS canister, I knew that it was less lethal because I actually have some ALS product magazines at my house. Uh, they only make less lethal products. I was like, oh, she's going to be fine. Yep. According to Lostpedia, the grenade is an ALS G272 continuous discharge, comma, smoke grenade, comma, CS. Jesus. Which CS doesn't knock you out. CS gas causes skin irritation and eye tearing. And contrary to the gas in the canister, it has no anesthetic effect. Well, it knocks for two fucking days. So we'll we'll get into that. (laughs) Yep, the the mask come on, the canister comes in, she tries to find a rag uh, or something. She should just put the sandwich in her mouth. Whatever. Jesus. Doesn't do it. Passes out. Just passes the fuck out. Yeah. Come back to the flashback. Yeah, they're in a bar. In my notes, it literally just says Kate and so-and-so until the last page of the notes when we are reminded that her name is Cassie. So Kate and -and so-and-so are in the bar. (laughs) Kate and this Kate flat out admits to a stranger that she killed somebody. She's like, I'm murder. I murder people. That's why I'm on the run. Me. Yep. Again, we, we asked this question uh, several times. Is Kate good at being on the run or is she just lucky? When you're on the run for murder, don't tell everybody you're murder. Makes it easier to hide. Yeah, imagine. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. She's in Iowa because she wants to visit her mom. So-and-so agrees to help her see her mom. Like, this is bonkers. Yeah. You know how con artists always help each other. It's like the unwritten rule. Right. You know, if you if you see someone else doing a con, you gotta help them yeah. with their con. It's the con code. Yeah. Code of the con. It's con code. It's... Um, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, she, she says something about... <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna help you... Uh, because, like, I, I know what it's like. You know, I, I fell in love with the wrong guy, and my dumbass was like, oh, I wonder if we're going to find out who the guy is. 
<laughs> I have face blindness. Leave me alone. Um, is this a scene where she says one of us deserves something good? Or is that later? Maybe. Uh, whatever. So like, many of these scenes are the same in terms of, like, you boil them down. Whenever that scene happens, when whenever she says one of us deserves something good, I'm like, no, neither of you do. No, you don't. Shut up. <laughs> uh, we cut to the jungle. Kate, well, Kate wakes up from being <laughs> gayest. Yeah. She's on the jungle. Just, you know. Yes. The gaster. Another tied up scene. Yeah. No, yeah more it's handcuffs. a different type of kink. Yeah. Uh, it really, so really trying to fill time in the edit here because the whole process of her waking up was far too long in the sequence. Took forever. <laughs> She's handcuffed to Juliet. I mean, I've had a lot of fantasies that start this way, so I'm, I'm in for sort of whatever same. happens. Jesus same. Christ. Same, same, same. If I woke up handcuffed to Mrs. Claus, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'd do. You'd be respectful. <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully, of course. We cut to the beach. Back to the beach. Uh, Sawyer's doing a little fishing. Uh, just down the beach from Sun and Jin. They they just like... Sun, in general, throws a lot of looks at Sawyer during this episode. Something Something's happened. We have yet to find out why this happened, but this is not the first time that we've seen Sun just shooting him daggers. And him just kind of yeah. eating it, too. Like, him not getting shitty back. Or like, you know, defending himself or anything like whatever he did to piss her off. He has to, he, he as the character must feel some sort of regret or responsibility or taking responsibility for it. Because, yeah, he just eats it. He just fucking eats it. Yeah. But yeah, he catches a fish. He guts it like an asshole. Sort of like Michael did in the cave in that one episode. <laughs> he just makes a mess of it. Yeah. Gets it all over himself. Yeah. All over around. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, the whole fishing thing goes poorly. So he, he decides that he's going to take uh, Hurley up on his offer. He goes to find uh, Hurley, Hurley doing laundry, and he just tell, he's like, hey, you know what? You're right. I, I don't know how to fish. I don't want to be kicked out. I want to be here, so let's do it. Let's make nice, whatever. Uh, Hurley makes him apologize for calling him names, which he does. Calling him names. Yeah. Very sweet. Very nice. You should apologize for calling me all those names. Mm -hmm. You should apologize for writing down Jess on a piece of paper instead of my real name, Jen. <laughs> Isn't I thought your first name was Lieutenant. Um, wow. You keep writing it on everything. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, from there, we cut to the jungle, back to the jungle with Kate and Juliet. Juliet's still fast asleep, so she, uh, Kate spots a pocket knife in there, and so she's going to try and get it out. She gets it out, she opens it, but then Juliet wakes up and grabs the knife. It's a Dude, repeat of- those fucking reflexes. Yeah. It's a repeat of the scene that we had a couple episodes ago where Boone tried to take the gun off of uh, Sawyer, or uh, Saeed, while he oh, was yeah. asleep. And Saeed, yeah. I was like, yeah. thinking back to that. They bicker a little bit. Yeah. I kind of zoned out. Um, yeah, I just don't care. But then I wrote down here, Kate said, Kate sort of gives Juliet one. She's like, hey, okay, well, welcome to the wonderful world of not knowing what the hell is going on. I was like, huh. okay. okay. Fuck you. Yeah. Kate, Fuck you. your entire point of being in the A-team, because we don't know, like, I get it, like, you know, Saeed is the gadget guy, mm -hmm. and Jack is the doctor, mm -hmm. and Kate is, for whatever reason, in the A-team. Yeah. Being in the A-team intrinsically means that there are people that are not in the A-team. Mm -hmm. Like, your whole purpose, whatever that is, centers around keeping information from the other survivors on the beach. Like, do not fucking get preachy right now. Right. Right. Con code. Yeah, the con code. Come on, something like yeah. If, yeah, if, you're you're supposed to have a role in the ATV. Whatever your role is, fulfill it. It's like yeah, Jack's the brains, Sawyer's the uh, brawn, Saeed's the the you know the the charm, and then Kate's the always always has been the dead weight. Um. But, but but what I'm saying is like don't you know, like oh you know this is what it feels like to not know what's going on you constantly put other people in that, in position. that same position yeah right calm as a bitch <laughs> cut to the flashback um lucy quote uh, quote lucy is uh, walking up to the house she's walking in sorry i just i know that's that's how people talk in pittsburgh oh i thought that, I thought that was your iowa accent oh. <laughs> jesus <laughs> don't you know 
<laughs> yeah, don't you know? She goes, yeah, answers the door, and then just the, yeah, like, the, the fucking Keystone cops from earlier bust out, and they throw her down on the ground, they, she's like, I'm just selling Bibles. Yeah, you look like a fucking Bible salesman. They open up the um, cooler, there's Bibles in it. That's 100%, like, like, the makeup person's tote that they have. Right. I've seen so many makeup artists on set have that same, like, sort of roller. Yeah, rolling In case. my opinion, in your, in this episode, you are seeing the pillars the pillar needs of a good porno a woman walks up to the door the woman opens it hi thanks for coming to my house and then gang banged and they gang banged the bible seller there's people in iowa that are enjoying this all those secret suppressed christians they love that bible gang bang I have to do some quick googling. I'm gonna. I'll be back in like yep. Take a lap. Six minutes. Take a lap. Um, <laughs> the feds are sitting on the house. They they jump on her. It's not. <laughs> it turns out it's not Kate. It's Cassie. It's not. It could have fucking fooled me. <laughs> Yeah, but so like Cassie comes back to the motel. She's like, oh, so yeah, so now we know. Okay, well, before that happens, before that happens, Kate is watching the sting from across the street. <laughs> from, from 50 feet away. From like in plain view of the people who tackled Cassie. She's in Mars's car. <laughs> Jesus. Like, with binoculars. She's 40 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> So go back to the motel. Um, Cassie's like, oh, they questioned me for a half hour. That's not that long. Okay. There's, this This is the scene I'm going to really dwell on. Okay. Like, uh, one, from a production standpoint, that's 100% the hotel room that the mom just walked out of. Like, there's no way it's not. Like, they're now filming the interior in the same room. Mm. But, uh, yeah, they only questioned her. Like, Mars is a psychopath. Yeah. The whole, like, you can hold somebody for up to, like, 24, 48 hours yeah. without charging them. Like, he would have done that. He would have done that. 100%. A half hour. They questioned me for a half yeah. hour. I uh, like I've been questioning my regular job for a half an hour for not doing anything. Like just people asking me questions. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> like that shit just happens. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> like a half hour of questioning that happens to everybody. Every day they're at work. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there something cuz she says something about, you know, there were six guys waiting for you. Is is that also one of these pornos you keep talking about? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't I want to buy a uh, Bible from you, but I don't have any money. <laughs> I don't have any money. How about some dick instead? <laughs> You got six Bibles? <laughs> I'm telling you, one of these exec producers back in 2007 was having a hard time. Oh, well. <laughs> Try to work through some stuff on the page. Kate's like, okay, so we know what we're up against, whatever. And then she gives another piece of the story here. Part of the reason why she's the, – the, the entire reason why she's here is because Aunt Zelda turned her in. And right. so she wants to talk to her and find out as to why this happened. But she says something like, well, you know, if, if I'm going to be lying to federal agents, I need to know what the stakes are or whatever. It's like, there's no way even Kate didn't explain to you that, that there would be federal agents right. waiting. Right. Like, you you went in disguise undercover to go lie to federal agents. Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't know what the stakes are. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Whatever. Just a, it, it's just another instance. We'll talk about it at the end of the episode. But the, it's just another instance of just, just stuff not making sense in this episode. Um, yeah, there's a lot of it, and there's more to come. <laughs> come back to the jungle, Kate. Yeah. Is. Oh, I'm sorry. I do want to point out something because I forgot it was at the end of the other scene. Uh, when Kate doesn't stab Juliet, mm -hmm. she switches the knife from overhand to underhand to go down to the handcuff yeah. and then immediately switches back to overhand and it's it's um, stupid. Maybe uh, she can like do like knife baton things if she just twirls it around like, look at me, bitch, I have a knife in my hand, I can stab you. Is that... Is that one of your new tracks you're about to drop? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do a music video for it next week. Stat. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah, back to the jungle. Kate is, uh, Kate wants to track the people who dragged them out there back to the barracks. Julia's like, we shouldn't go back there. Uh, you know, the whole reason that we're out here, or no, uh, we shouldn't go back there. You know, you, you ruined Ch Jack's chances to, to get out of the island. Um, you know, yeah. you fucked this all up. He told you to leave, not come back. He came back anyway. You don't listen, blah, 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 blah. Right. Kate drills her. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. Uh, they they struggle. It was unclear to me as to what the injury was when we hear the crack. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I thought she like broke her. Own. 
Yeah, I thought she broke her arm because it sounded like an arm break sound effect. And, and uh, she immediately apologizes. She's like, oh, I didn't actually mean to break your arm or whatever. But then while they're trying to s- recover from that, they hear the the smoke monster. Ooh. Another thing that uh, hasn't been around in a while, the smoke monster. Yeah, not since it killed our sweet boy Echo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, a person, being a person, this was my first episode of Lost of Ever Watch. I was extremely lost. Why? <laughs> We were first of all, I didn't really even realize we were going to flashbacks. I was like, oh, now we're in Iowa all of a sudden, like maybe it's some time traveling. And then the smoke monster came, and all of a sudden, I was like, is this is this even nonfiction anymore? I don't, I don't, and I don't understand how sound can blow away a black cloud. So, like, next time I go to like a hookah bar, like a, a 420 vape lounge, I just gotta bring like a lot of like an air sound thing from the dollar store yeah. and just like blow the smoke away. Just like a Bluetooth speaker or something. Yeah, it'll keep it, yeah. keep your area clean. That's effective. All right, resident porn expert and vape lord, <laughs> Jen Messina. <laughs> Juliet doesn't seem to know what this noise is. She's like, oh my God, what is that? What's going on? What's uh, She's all confused, whatever. They uh, Kate leads them to a mangrove tree, which they uh, we, we have come to learn for whatever reason, the smoke monster can't get into mangrove trees. Yeah. It works. It works pretty know. good. It's a decent place to hide. They're in there. This is something we haven't seen the smoke monster do before. It blasted them with like a series of flashing lights. Yeah. I don't know what that I, was about. Here's, here's, oh, I'm, I'm going to jump forward here, but I feel like we kind of need to a little bit. Sure. We do establish that Juliet is lying. Yeah. Right. She oh, yeah. does have a key. I understand the rationale of like, I didn't want to be left behind. I wanted us to be in this together. Mm-hmm. Great. How does lying about knowing what the smoke monster is help? Yeah. It doesn't. Doesn't. Sounds like some communication issues. Yeah. It just, uh. like, from my standpoint, say I'm Kate. Julie, you're Kate. You know Juliet's been on the island for a long time. She doesn't know what the smoke monster is. Three years. You're lying. Right. She's been there for three years. Right. Like, that's like right. lying about not knowing the smoke monster is just like, it's one of those obvious lies where the person you're telling it to knows you're lying immediately. So, yeah. Also, you know this thing will kill you. Yeah. Why be like, oh, you know what I need to do now? I need to, I need to put it on an act. Yeah. I need to be the common queen. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. Fucking run. It will kill you. Yeah. Uh, cup to the beach. Um, Hurley continues to help Sawyer not be a piece of shit. Um, is this the Claire and Aaron scene? Yeah. Yeah. He gives her a blanket. It's yeah, actually kind of, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a nice little scene. Like, you know, hey, you know, because like, I mean, it's interesting to watch Sawyer struggle against his baser instinct to not to to be a piece of shit and not care about this baby and not care about Claire. We, we see so much of Sawyer being a bad piece of shit. Like, he's really not great at it. Yeah. Seeing more of the fumbly side of that, of, of him trying to grow and have a character arc. Mm-hmm. I wrote this down. I was like. Is this my favorite plot line of the episode? Is Sawyer just kind of like chumming around with Hurley? I think it is. I think, yeah, I think it probably is. Because, um, yeah, the other, you know, he doesn't overstay. You know, he realizes, you know, like he gives her the blanket and he just says, you know, says, well, you know, good night. Take her easy. Mm-hmm. And, he just, and the, Hurley gives him the big thumbs up. Like, yeah. yeah. You're doing good, kid. You're doing good. So proud of him. Doesn't doesn't son throw him another nasty look while he's holding a baby? Yes. Yes, that does happen. It's nasty look number two. Yeah. I'm used to those. Cut back to the jungle. Juliet tells Kate that Jack didn't want her to come back because she, because he saw Kate and Sawyer boinking in the cages. Ooh. They have cameras. Yep. So there's presumably a sex tape of Kate and Sawyer. Just one terrible wide angle of them getting to it. Oh. Nasty. That, that's my preferred type of adult. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. is it? The, the camera, like, the, you, you want the camera so far away that you actually can't quite tell what they're doing. So, like, you're watching porn, yeah. but you're also using your imagination. So, you know, right. it's, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like reading an erotic book right in front of you <laughs> i always read the end of the erotic book first in case i die before i finish it that way i know what happened <laughs> i just wait for the epic credit sequence like in a marvel movie um the uh the only thing i wrote here was uh this episode once again does not pass the Bechdel test moving on Moving on. The so uh, we come back to Sawyer and Desmond. They're hunting for boar. Desmond, we haven't seen Desmond in a long time. Yeah, 
Uh, and every time we see him uh, l- lately, he's always doing some weird shit. This is just some survivor shit. He's out hunting. Yeah. You know, not yeah. being weird, yeah. not being creepy, just being Desmond, being helpful. Yeah. It's not, he's not just grabbing random birds. Yeah. Or like building a, uh, lightning rods. Oh, yeah. I suppose we did see the lightning rod. Yeah. I don't know. I just, maybe we have seen Desmond more recently. I just feel like we still don't fucking know. No. We, we have, we've him, seen him so. we haven't focused on him at all so we do not know what yeah. that scoop is um so but you know he he puts the question to sawyer a little bit he's like hey you know we are, you haven't said three words to me what are you doing and sawyer yeah what's your angle he's honest about it he's like i'm playing politics i'm trying to get in good with people because yeah. yeah so yeah he's got no reason to lie trying to get the vote yeah so Kissing babies, shooting pigs. Yeah. Come back to Kate and Juliet. They're back on the move. Not much that's must it. have happened. Yeah, because I. That's all I wrote. They literally just wake up. Yeah, they wake up. And they. They. Oh my god! Uh, it's that great TV yeah. wake up where you're startled when you wake up. That's how I wake up every day. <laughs> Cut back to flashback. So and so is at Aunt Zelda's diner. She yeah. spills some chili all over her in order to force her to that's, go. That's when the guy with the handful of chili comes up. It's like, hey, you need some chili. You need some chili. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, she does that in order to force her to use the bathroom where Kate is waiting. Um, I have a quick question here. The marshals are sitting on Mom's house. They're not sitting on the building. Like she says later, like I'm not going to tell the two guys that are sitting out there that you're here but like right. it's just two guys in the diner they're not dudes outside watching the entrances and exits of the building right how does she get in yeah the bathroom yes yeah um they have a little co- oh, good no, no no i was just saying I, I don't even know how they don't notice that's just poor planning what kind of cops are these they're federal agents are they fbi are they like iowa Marshals, the u.s Marshals. Oh, okay the, the iowa auxiliary police yeah <laughs> That's what it sounds like. The U.S. Marshal Service, the the heroes of the iconic 1997 film Con Air. <laughs> Jesus. Um, they they have this little scene where mom, she, you know, she's like, "Why'd you turn me in? You know, you, you don't choose who you love." Listen, all I gotta say is. Jeffrey Dahmer's dad attended all of his court trial. He said that he didn't love what his son did, but he still loved his son. And I think that that's really the mentality that parents should have. That's romantic as fuck. <laughs> like, you know what? My, my, my child is an ex-murderer, but that's okay. I'll sit right there in court and support you. You go, sweetie. You fucked up. You killed people, but you go. But you go. Is that your mom voice? I love it. That's my mom. <laughs> She's, she's Aunt Zelda says she's not. She, you did. T- go ahead, turn her in. You did it already once. Go ahead, really? turn her in. Save us all the trouble. Um, this fills in a little bit of a gap for us. One time we saw Kate try to see her mom when she was in the hospital, and when her mom woke up, she just yeah. started screaming. So like her mom says here, if I ever see you again, the first thing I'll do is scream for help. And so all the pieces. I found it really sad. Coming together. It's really sad. Yeah. I was like, you know, turn your back on your daughter after she's trying to kill someone who was abusing you. I'm not saying that killing is the answer, but it's got to count for something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just like that thing where people, you know, occasionally people, you know, or you, you hear this a lot. Violence is never the answer. Mm, sometimes it is. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it is. Sometimes you just got to oust the problem. Sometimes you got to just walk in, gold chain, slap somebody. Yep. That's right. And you get away with um, it, you knew, too, because of the gold chain. She says something to the effect of, like, you did this for yourself. It's like, no, literally, she took out the insurance policy for you, yep. and then she left town. Yep. She clearly did this for you. Yep. Like, yeah. But basically, everything about this was for you. If this was just for Kate, she would have murdered him, and then just, that would have been it. She wouldn't have done any of the other stuff. Yeah, she wouldn't have told you. She wouldn't have. She would have tried. She would have tried to continue her life in iowa with her mom she would have tried to get away with it as opposed to doing it knowing she did it and then bailing yeah so yeah there you go uh cut back to the jungle um more bickering uh smoke monster returns it's actually a really nice tracking shot between the two of them yeah yeah nice nice to see some dolly set up uh they're in they're in big trouble uh they fall in a mud puddle um classic you know if they weren't being chased they would have not fell in the puddle all that again i've seen some i've seen some films that start this way um <laughs> do, 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 is it, 
two girls, one mud. Chained together in a mud puddle. One of them's got a Bible. Can we talk about the mud puddle for a second? You know, I thought it was very interesting. They fell into the mud puddle, but then when they got up, their back was dirty. Like they had just been doused in mud puddle. (laughs) That's not what happened. It should be only their front was dirty, not their front and their back. So Maybe maybe they fit in a little uh, extraneous uh, wrestling while they were in there. Like, as long as we're here. Roly-poly only, you know, get myself extra dirty. (laughs) This is where we get the reveal that Juliet had a key the whole time. You mean to tell me you could have got out of these handcuffs whenever you wanted? (laughs) Only when it was funny. I was so just furious. I'm just so, I'm so mad I don't care. Yeah. She runs over to the fence. She punches in the code. She's like, hey, come over here. Get on this side. I'm going to turn the fence on. Fence turns on. They chase the smoke monster away. The smoke monster bails. Um, it's all real great. <laughs> we cut back to the beach. Sawyer's hosting a barbecue. Roasting yeah. up some boar. It's a beautiful day on the mm-hmm. beach. They got uh, the pineapple yeah. sliced up. It's getting real sweaty. He's hitting it with them palm fronds. I loved all the 2007 version of a white claw. That <laughs> that I didn't understand. Why do we have to go hunting for a boar and then like pineapple grabbing? And then all of a sudden we have these nice, clean 2007 white claws. Yeah. Like either going to survive or y'all going to be like clean actors on a beach with like a a commissary or something on the side, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's they, like when you're in the military and you go to one of those like, right, none of us have been, but like, you, you know, <laughs> you've been in the military and you're out in a field training exercise, right? And then that one cadre member is like, I'm just going to drive like 20 minutes off of the, the fob and go get some shit at the classics and brings like five bottles of whiskey. You're like, well, we see you don't really fit here. It's supposed to be in an austere environment. Neither does your beef and cheese stick, but yet here we are. Damn, I didn't know that you were watching us last time we were in the field. <laughs> you know yeah, what they say. They have supplies. <laughs> like Sawyer's like, I'm barbecuing with Dharma brand steak sauce and and paprika. Like they have shit to cook with already. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure it's fun. I'm yeah. sure it's a nice bit. You're like, oh, we got more. But yeah. like, I don't know. It's, it's like. This isn't the first time they've done it. Like we've seen a lot catch a boar mm-hmm. and and grill it up. So like, yeah. Oh, I missed I missed the pig roast this week. Whatever. We'll have another one next week. We do on every yeah. Friday on Survivor Beach. <laughs> he brings over a plate, uh, or Charlie's there, and Sawyer's like, hey, you know, remember the cookout when you know it's time to vote. And Charlie's like, what well, vote? I don't vote. I, I I'm not even registered. <laughs> Turns out it was subterfuge the whole time. There was no vote. Oh, oh got him. Big trick. He conned the con artist. Got mm. him. Con code number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're Con to, code number two. Supposed to help the other con artist. Is that the the rest of the scene with Hurley plays out here, right? I didn't write that down, but this is here. Yeah, so yeah. He, he, he says something to the effect of like, you know, you're... You, you're, you're going to have to get on the good side of these people since you have to be our leader now. Yeah. Jack is gone. Kate's gone. Saeed's gone. Locke's gone. Like, yeah, like, you have to be the temporary leader now. So, you know, we all look to you after Nikki and Paolo died. And, you know, you, you kind of fumbled there. So don't, don't fuck up again. And Sawyer said something that I liked here. That They both said something that I really liked. Because Sawyer's like, well, what if I don't want to be the leader? Which, you know, of course, in my opinion, is one of the best things the best qualities in an actual leader is they don't want the mantle and then then hurley comes back with well jack didn't want to be the leader either mm, look what happened there so yeah uh there's a cute little mini montage here of just like seeing the survivors enjoying the the barbecue mm-hmm. and we get another <laughs> number three we get three for comedy nasty look from sun <laughs> oh <sighs> man I need to. I desperately need to know what's going on there. Yeah. That's my that's I, my burning question. Yeah. What the fuck? Yes. I don't care about anything else in this episode. <laughs> The, we come back to um, back to Kate and Juliet. They get back to the barracks. Um, they find Jack uh, or uh, Juliet's like Sawyer's over, or Saeed's over here. Jack's over there. Let's like round him up, whatever. Kate goes into the building. Jack's just still asleep. Like how long were Kate and Juliet gone? Like not that long. They, they were gone through the night. Yeah. And it's now the next day, and he's still asleep on the floor. That's probably super bad for him. I want to be asleep for thirty six hours. Yeah. <laughs> He wakes up. They have a little, you know, sort of a reunion. They, this is, pro- I think, probably the first time they've seen each other face to face in several days. You know, uh, 
the last time Jack probably talked to her, he I must have been the time when he was on the radio to her and telling her to bail. Yeah. So it's been a while and some shit has happened. So they they have a thing. Kate apologizes to him. She's, yeah, she's apologizing because now he can't go. And I'm just like, I am so goddamn confused. Like, first of all, go where? And also, why are you apologizing? Like, wouldn't he be abandoning the rest of the folks if he were going? Well, and I think, and this is maybe maybe I'm looking reading too much into it, but I think she was not only apologizing for fucking up his chances to get off the island, but I think she was also apologizing for sleeping with Sawyer. Don't, don't, listen, I don't care. <laughs> you do you, boo boo. It's a big world out there. I don't. I don't think she should. She should feel like she needs to apologize for sleeping with Sawyer, but I, I, that was that was just me. I just got that vibe that she was, apo- like, her apology was for more than one thing. Buyer's remorse. So, yeah. 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 Cut back to the flashback. Uh, Cassie. Cass? <laughs> no, Cassidy. Cassidy. Uh, see, I didn't get her goddamn name right. Yeah. She, uh, Cassidy brings Kate back to her now fixed car. Uh, oh, yeah, three days for a ba- fan belt? My dude. Um, <laughs> Damn, they take their time out in these towns. Nowhere to go, I guess. Fuck off with that shit. If you're gonna t- spend three days putting a fan belt on my car, it better be free ninety nine because that's way too long. Maybe I didn't see what kind of car it was. Maybe it's something European, like a Volvo. It's like hard it's to a get, like the metric size or something. <laughs> I'm not any. <laughs> Hey, I'm glad I could help you, Lucy. Tell me the guy's name so I can go find him and fuck him up. I'm not doing that. I love him. I'm yeah. in love with him. I'm pregnant. Call the cops on him. Throw him in jail. Are you ever going to forgive your mom for it? Blah, 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 blah. See you later, Lucy. My name's Kate. <laughs> okay. In the 30 minutes of interrogation, they never once asked her if she knew Kate, Kate Austin. Austin. Yeah. They never mentioned the name of the fugitive that they're looking for during the interrogation. Well, it's because it was only 30 minutes. They couldn't fit it in. Right. Like, by the by the time they come in, they leave you there, good cop comes in, offers you some cigarettes and coffee. I mean, you're really only being interrogated for like seven, eight minutes. <laughs> and then when you minus the commercial breaks. <laughs> Jeez. The, what does she say? Uh, my name's Kate. Um, Cassidy is a con artist and a criminal. Mm-hmm. The second she gets in a jam with the feds, with the cops, with whoever, hey, I know a woman named Kate who blew up a, her stepdad with a thing, and I, this is the last place I saw her. Like, stop giving out information about yourself. You're supposed to be hiding. So dumb. I don't tell anybody anything factual about myself. I'm not on the run, and I keep it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> A little privacy, but maybe, you know, when you, con code, when you find Conrads, mm. you, have, <laughs> you have to bond. Bond in your cons. JP's my comrade, comrade, and I've known him for going close to 18 years. Uh, I, I, I'm 100% sure I've never told him my middle name. Oh. Doesn't mean I don't know it. I mean, it's because I rifle through all your stuff when you're asleep, but whatever. Just that one time we were handcuffed together in a mud puddle after we were trying to sell Bibles in Iowa. Jeez. They confiscated the Bibles. That feels illegal. <laughs> Separation of church and state. <laughs> you can't, a fed can't touch a Bible or they'll they'll burn their hand. Uh, we come back to the oh barracks. Uh, Saeed's just there. The reunion tour continues. We have not seen Saeed in forever. This is where he's at. Apparently passed out in somebody's backyard. This this whole episode was written around Navy and Andrews and Matthew Fox's like vacation schedule. Like they could only show up the last day of the week. Like they just flew in. They're like, oh shit, we got you guys for an afternoon. Like they, they both just show up. Like we're here now. Straight from straight from the from the airport. Yep, they're gonna go back to the beach back to survivor beach they're gonna go home since they can't go to their real homes they're gonna go to their temporary home um saeed's like yeah we can do that um she's not coming <laughs> voice oh. of reason he's he's got one line and it's the voice of reason yep his jack's response but she got left behind too yeah as a fucking spy probably dude you know like the two other times that they placed spies randomly into the groups of survivors. Right. Well, three times, technically, if you're including. Yeah. Like, um, have you completely forgotten the whole Ethan thing? The 
right. the whole yeah the whole Henry Benry Gale thing the Goodwin thing yeah, good, Goodwin Goodwin yeah like what come on I, okay my guy well she's hot so like oh you know fair, I get it fair fair respectfully hot respectfully fair respectfully this is why I'm hot this, this is why I'm not. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. Jack's like, yeah, she can come. And Sight doesn't push back. And they start walking off. And that's it. That, that's the lost card. End of episode. God he, damn it. He's sick of arguing with all the white people. So. <laughs> uh, so that's it. That's left behind. Wow. I really wish I was left behind from watching this episode. I don't know. Something about the end of the episode made me want to keep watching. It's just that addictive, cheesy shit. Yeah. Did we like it? Was it good? That's the first question. Yeah. Jen, what do you think? Did you like this episode of Lost? Was it good? Typical Emmy winning trash. <laughs> Typical Emmy winning trash. Was it as entertaining as an episode of The Real Housewives? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, JP? No, I did not care for this episode. I, I like the Sawyer early beach con mess around mm-hmm. more than anything else in this episode i was just like all these scenes are just pointless mm-hmm. yeah no did not care for it. uh Adam. um yeah same like I, I i remember being entertained during it at points and it must have just been the sawyer hurley stuff because i got to the end of it and i'm <laughs> like i'm so mad right now but then oddly yeah. enough i agree with jen in that i wanted to keep watching lost when it got done i was like and I don't know if it was because I wanted to wash the taste of this episode out of my mouth or what, but like it did make me want, for whatever reason, it did make me want to watch another episode right away. I had to see it through. It pulled you right in. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mm. No, I did not like this episode. I did not care for it. The Sawyer Hurley stuff was fun. You know, you felt unfulfilled. Therefore, you wanted to watch another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wanted to be redeemed. <laughs> All right, well, then let's get into our end of episode segments. Lost MVP, who is your favorite? Who is the best? Who gets the gold star for the day? You know what? For me, it's got to be the gold chains. (laughs) It's got to be. I don't care if it's real or fake. And that was the star of the show. Whoever wears a gold chain every time they walk through a motherfucking door. That's right. Is a champion. There you go. You know, if you're if you're walking uh, through the jungle wearing a gold chain and you tripped and you fell into a mud pit, you wouldn't. <laughs> actually, falling into the mud pit would actually be like the equivalent of taking a shower. You would end up cleaner than you already are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of hover over them. Yeah. Uh, JP, who's your MVP? Uh, Nikki and Paulo for dying. <laughs> I feel like this is the one time they'll get an MVP. They're dead. Well, I suppose in the episode where they, where where they, they do die. die. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll save my MVP uh, for them dying for the actual episode where we see them dying. I'm just going to give it to Hurley, man. I feel mm-hmm. like he's sort of the default MVP all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's he's learning the ways. You know, he was so not confident when he first got on the island. Here he is conning a con artist for yep. the greater good. Yep. God bless him. No doubt. Uh, Adam, who's your MVP? Yeah, same. Uh, it, it's the only entertaining, like, truly entertaining part of the episode is the Sawyer and Hurley stuff. So, yeah, Hurley for Hurley for getting the ball rolling, and then I would give an honorable mention to Sawyer for getting conned and then not being pissed off about it, Be like, be realizing that. Took it like a champ. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, this is – Hurley's right, and – yeah, I, I That's probably gold am chain gonna, mentality. Yeah, exactly, gold chain mentality. He's, took, he's gonna have to took it up. like a champ. Took it, took it like a porn star Bible salesman takes it from six guys in a <laughs> yep. Just your standard Iowa Bible salesman with a ten-inch cock. <laughs> we have to check the statistics on this on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing I'm gonna do. As soon as I'm done here, I'm opening up incognito tab, I'm going to Pornhub, typing in Bible salesman. I bet you. I bet you. The other side oh, of the bit, lost forever. Yes. Who was horrible? Who sucks shit? Who do you hate? Who is the worst in this episode? There's a lot to choose from. But Just, Jen, who is your lost forever? Jen, lay it on us. Oh, jeez, it's a it's a tricky one. There is. Uh, so many nominees for this one. Um, <laughs> How much time? I do you think got? it's 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 in between 
the the guy with like the perfect curly perm on Survivor's Beach, the baby that looks like it just came out of the mother's vagina, like super pristine, <laughs> or, or the silly U.S. Marshals who like clearly can't even do a proper investigation. Yeah, I don't know. It's there's, a hard there's one to so tell. much hate to spread around. There's so much hate. You know what? It's got to be the fucking trash chili mac that <laughs> fell on the waitress' mom. It's just trash. You know, if it was if it was good enough chili, she would have taken one bite and be like, "Oh, I can't." Can't. She would have licked it off her shirt <laughs> yeah, on television. <laughs> but it's only PG fourteen. Yeah, JP, who's your lost forever? Man, it's Juliet. What? I, I don't get. I don't get her play. I don't get why she's lying. I don't get. I don't care for anything that she's doing here. She's she wants to be trusted, but she's also just lying about stupid things. I don't get the con. I don't care for it. This is one of the. I feel like only times I'm gonna say it. But yeah, Juliet. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think her math. Uh, her math works for her play. Yeah. No. Adam. Um, if people quit taking cheap shots, they quit being cheap. Uh, Lost Forever goes to the one and only Edward Mars of the U.S. Marshal Service. <laughs> Fuck da police. Jesus. <laughs> uh, you can't confiscate those Bibles. That dude sucks. <laughs> Instead of watching this episode, we should have gone back and watched the episode where he died again. <laughs> Because I will watch that over and over. <laughs> Fuck Edward Mars. Or Sawyer shoots him and he's still alive. Oh, this is great. Sawyer so tries to euthanize him and fucking blows it. The jack has to strangle him. Oh, and he's already dying of sepsis of the fucking liver from being stabbed by part of the airplane. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh my god. Uh... Burning questions. We, do we have a burning question from uh, from uh, from anybody? I want to know why the baby was clean. <laughs> I just, I don't understand a lot of the dynamics, probably mostly because I've never seen Lost. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, all these people are on an island, but why do you have nice barrack? Mm -hmm. And why do these people live on this beach mm -hmm. and like have access to 2007 White Claws and <laughs> I guess shampoo and conditioner or some type of Johnson & Johnson baby powder some. <laughs> No more tangles. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, Desmond is definitely using the no more tangles shampoo. Like, why hasn't someone die of like sepsis or like chlamydia or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. Oh boy! I mean, fair question. Yeah. How do they have plumbing? How do they have? I don't. I don't we get it. Plumbing here. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> His work trip is shit. Um. Adam, any burning questions? Um, just what's the scoop with Locke? I feel like we have part of the answer because we saw we we've seen what fills in. Like I'm I'm thinking back to the brig because mm. the brig mm -hmm. sort of fills in a gap in time uh, prior to this moment in time. But I want to know sure. more because the brig doesn't answer all of my questions about why Locke's changing teams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what about you, JP? What's going on with Sun and Sawyer? Yeah, I don't know. That's about it. Yeah. Sun, Sun's really good. That the actress, she's phenomenal at just kind of, you know, shooting a look at somebody. She does a lot at Michael in like mm -hmm. season one. Now mm -hmm. she's doing it story in season three. Yeah. What's, what's going on there? Yeah, good stuff. Um, Jen, thanks for taking the time. It was an absolute pleasure to have you here on Lost on Lost. Thanks for getting my ass up early in the morning. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Even though I was lost most of the episode <laughs> and most of this podcast, I, I really did have a good time. Yeah. It's a little bit different than... Uh, most of the interviews that I do. So thanks for letting me be a part of your niche. <laughs> Certainly. Um, do you got anything you want to plug? The, uh, let the audience out there know uh, know about what you got going on? Yeah. If you want to see more of my sarcastic shit, um, you can always hit me up on jennifercmessina.com. That's my brand. So Jennifer C. Messina, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, not on Pornhub. I'm not on Pornhub. But, um, You're not on Pornhub. Yes. Oh, Jesus. I'm not really a Pornhub or OnlyFans person, but, you know, I respect those who can who can rock it, yeah. who can rock a good Lost episode in the sheets. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's me. That's right. me, guys. 
Cool. Adam, I'm just saying, are we on Pornhub? Should we get the podcast on Pornhub? I mean, we've said it on more than one occasion on this podcast. Sex work is work and all labor has dignity. I think it would be a great audience for you. <laughs> okay. Well. I want to I want to do an, one quick plug too. Uh, this episode should be dropping August twenty seventh uh, or August twenty fourth. Um, on August twenty seventh, just a few days after this episode will be airing, uh, should be the debut of uh, of uh, my little brother's premiere. Uh, his first album, yeah. uh, Cousin Arthur, the is the band. He's my, yeah. uh, he's my little brother, and he's put out his first full length album. It'll be dropping on uh, August twenty seventh. Just yeah, like I said, just a few days after this. So go check it out. Uh, he's on Bandcamp. Um, Boy Howdy Productions is the label. You can find them on mm-hmm. Instagram. Check that out. Yeah, it's That's been a sick. long time coming. They've been they've been putting in a lot of hours on this thing, so yeah. it should be pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Um, and his signal his uh, his music video that JP shot has been out for a while already. So go check that out too in the lead up. Um, but yeah, I'm super proud of him, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So, uh, JP, what are we doing next time? Oh man, I'm I'm legitimately excited about this. Next time, uh, if you want to be lost with us, we're gonna be watching season three, episode seventeen, Catch Twenty Two, starring Desmond. Yeah. We're gonna get our first uh, Desmond episode. Yeah, and uh, that's a that's a Pinkner and uh, BKV episode too. So that uh, that hopefully will be kind of well written at least. We're doing a missing piece too, right? Are we? Yeah, Operation Sleeper. Oh, I didn't write that down. Missing piece number five, Operation Sleeper, featuring uh, Jack and Juliet. Um. <laughs> More like Operation Creeper. Nice, got it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so uh, look forward to watching that one and talking about it and letting y'all out there listen to us talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one more big thank you to uh, to Jen for being on the show. Um, thank you to uh, my co-host JP, who is uh, just, uh, you know, putting in the effort on the work trip. Uh, and I, I couldn't be happier that we are still still making making the show happen. So um I'm, a, I'm, I'm just having Cuban links and all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm Adam. I'm JP. Uh, do you have any idea what's going on in the show? Nope. Me neither. Thanks so much for listening, folks out there at home. Hope you enjoyed it. Keep in mind that our next episode will be coming out Wednesday. We'll be talking severance with Jack Kelly, not whatever we said we were going to talk about in the actual recording. Remember, we recorded this back in the summer of 2022. So, again, thank you so much for being a faithful listener. Happy holidays. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God.